Salutations! And welcome to the 61st episode Holy crap. of the In The House podcast. I am your host, Evan Floyd. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. I, I messed it up already. It's Did the you? official podcast of Scouts oh, yeah. Supporters Group, yeah. which is an official supporters okay. group of Louisville City Football Club. Like five people listen to this. Yeah, uh-huh. Man, I'll tell you the problem. The problem is that uh, I got all excited in my head. Like, I've gotten really comfortable about doing this intro. Oh, like, yeah. I, it just rolls out. Yeah. I don't even have to think about it anymore. And this is what For you the get. first 58 shows, I thought about it diligently. And now, the minute I let my guard down... And now we're in 61, Terrible. and we're just yeah, it's all ruining it. We're just ruining it. Uh, no, it is official podcast of Scouts Out Supporters Group, uh, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I'm your host, Evan Floyd. I work for the club. My opinions are my own. They aren't necessarily, they don't necessarily reflect the opinions yeah. of the front office, of our sponsors, or of our affiliates. You've done a really good job of paring that down. The first time you had to say it, it was really long. It was like 20 minutes. Yeah, it and took it a was long, like, we get it, time. we work for him. Yeah, no, so it's it's an exciting day to be here. We're in the stretch of some super important games. We've yeah. had some interesting and important things happening with the club since we last spoke. Yeah. No pressure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have got, and, and especially for tonight, we've got a you know super awesome guest to have on for us tonight. Uh, we're basically getting to be the, uh, the welcome committee. I was going to say, is... are we the first <laughs> podcast that you're going to be on since you've been oh, yeah. here? I mean, I've been we here already win. Days. Yeah, we so, win. This is where I take a little advantage of my position. Well, yeah. But, um, all right, so before we welcome our guest in, I'm going to need somebody to help interrogate him and annoy him to death. And I can think of no one better suited to that task than my partner, who is tonight coming to you live from a mannequin factory <laughs> in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Andy Frederick. Andy, welcome Ooh, on to the show. Yeah. <laughs> you doing okay tonight? I'm fine. It's creepy in here. You ever been to Cedar Rapids? Well, I'm here now. You ever been to a mannequin factory? Well, I'm here now. Okay. It's awful. Good to know. It's awful. Good to know. And it's not just like, it's not mannequins that have been put together. Mm. It's just parts hanging all over the place. A lot of, a lot of individual components. Yeah. That would be creepy. That's awful. I would stay away from I that. don't even know I how I got here. I would stay away from the headroom. I don't know the how head I got room here. headroom seems like it would be the creepiest. Oh, yeah, for sure. The I'm in the leg room, room right now. Yeah. It's not as bad. Not as creepy. All right, Andy, uh, we had a Lipa FC. That happened this past the weekend. Yeah, the Lipafk. We uh, we have a big game against uh, Nashville, the Whiskey Cup, if you will, coming up this Saturday. Is that what it's called? I, I, I'm sure there is. Oh, I think it's the Sour Mash uh, Soccer Bash is the uh, is what. Uh, I prefer Whiskey Cup. Yeah, I, was... I literally came up with that just now. The um, Sour Mash Soccer Bash? That's, that's not going to... That not sounds gonna, so much better. <laughs> does it, though? It rhymes. It does rhyme. Just because a lot of things rhyme that are terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, but for us to talk about those things, one of the major pieces of purple stuff would have been that there was a mm-hmm. trade since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, that trade took Lucky Kosana away from Louisville City FC, yeah. sent him down to Tampa, yeah, and in his place, and correct me right now if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, we brought back Antoine Hopeno. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, that's great. Nailed it. All right, so yeah. Antoine Hopeno, and he is here with us tonight. So yeah. Antoine, welcome onto the show. Yeah, Woo! man. 
This is awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. Evan told me that we were going to have you on. I was like, no, the fuck we're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I am. So I'm number That's awesome, talk. man. I'm also sorry that I thought you were going to be French. so French. I don't know why. So Andy rolls in. We're sitting. We are, we are not actually coming to you from Cedar Rapids tonight. We're coming to you from Odeon Woo! in Butchertown. Yeah. Uh, a very nice little bar that uh, is uh, supplying me with some delicious purple stuff at the oh, moment. Man. But we, uh, Antoine and I beat Andy here. Express press. Andy rolled in, introduced himself. Antoine introduced himself, and Andy was immediately taken aback that he spoke with a minimal French accent. Yeah, I would say there's there's nothing left anymore. You think it's completely no, out? Yeah, I wouldn't. If if I didn't know where you were from, like I would never have yeah. like. Yeah, I've been here for like 25 years, so it's been. Bread out of you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know why I that didn't occur to me. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to get straight into the interview here yeah. first. Let's get to the good stuff before we bother talking soccer. How about that? Yeah, I like uh, it. Or talking specific Lou City soccer. So, Antoine, uh, you have been uh, all over the country playing yeah. soccer here. Yeah, it's been. So this is my eighth year now. Okay. And... Fifteen, I guess. Okay. Now. So I've been Jeez. all over. Started in Philly, yeah. uh, Cincinnati, Reno, Tampa, and now here. So okay, including a lone stint to Harrisburg City Islanders, including. the dearly departed. Yeah, the dearly departed. Yeah. So, so you've been you you've had a pretty great sample size of American soccer. It's fair to say at this point. Yeah, I don't know if anyone has a better sample size of American <laughs> soccer than I do. Uh, and with that sample size, what is the what is the main difference to you? I, I want to get in straight to this because it's the most interesting thing to me. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You played in Reno for two years, is that two correct? Two years, yeah. Two years, which is in the Western Conference. Yep. Uh, and you've played for Tampa and Cincy and now Louisville and Harrisburg, like I said, in the Eastern Conference of the USL. What is the main difference between soccer in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference? That's really funny. I mean, this is a conversation I have with so many people. Really? It's just like... No, I thought I'd be unique. No, no. no, like, players are... Like, that is one thing that's super interesting to players because there's no crossover, very minimal crossover. Yeah. So it's really tough to really understand what each conference is about unless you're playing in both. Right. And, I mean, I've had the pleasure of doing both. And, obviously, the Western Conference is... It's a little bit more of an offensive playing soccer type mentality. There's a lot of younger teams with coaches who are trying to create better players from young players so they give them the freedom to play and to try things out. Okay. While in the Eastern Conference, it's more of tactically sound teams who are trying to, you know, defend the goal and break and try to create chances through huh. uh, counterattacks nice. and, and transition. So it's fair to say then probably, probably, that the Western Conference is a little more interested in player development and the Eastern Conference is a little more interested in team development? Is that... In a sense. In a sense. Um, it's... I mean, obviously, there's a lot of... There's some teams that don't abide by those rules. Sure. There's other teams... Exceptions. That, exactly. A lot of... There's exceptions, but in general, it seems that that has been the most... best way to describe it. Okay. And we can see, obviously, that the Eastern Conference vastly superior, mm -hmm. but uh, be, uh, mostly just by the virtue of the last four champions all having come from the Eastern Conference. And then I think before that, there was one year of Western Conference, and before that, it was four years of Eastern Conference winning. Yeah. But that was mostly Orlando back in those days. Uh, who won the? Who was it for the Western Conference? Hey, it was Sacramento. Beat the Harrisburg. I played for the Harrisburg. Oh, team. you played on that team. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good I know to know. that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it's good to know that you've got some USL Cup uh, finals experience because yeah. uh, here in Louisville, we really like playing in that game. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, you guys make it often? <laughs> we, <I'm, laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> so, I didn't uh, know. I'll, I'll take us back a little further now. Um, we alluded earlier in the show to the fact that uh, you are French. Uh, you were born there, yes? Born there, yeah. Okay, what part of France were you born in? In Paris. So. In, well, I've never heard of that. Just a small city. Kind of <laughs> well, in quaint little, little town. <laughs> the people are very nice. Okay. <laughs> I've heard that. That's always yeah. the stereotype. Yeah, sure. Very yeah. nice Super people. Super friendly. <laughs> Especially Any major landmarks we would know? No, or? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tall thing, metal thing in the middle. Uh, and how did you make your way to the United States? So my parents, when I was two years old, I think my dad got a job opportunity down here, so kind um, of just picked up the family and said, "Let's go." <laughs> and and, and uh, did you were about two? You say? Yeah, just about two. Okay. I didn't have really much of a say. Um, sure, they right. didn't, they no, didn't yeah. consult me. They didn't you. consult they didn't me. I opinion. was I was put sure. on a plane and I showed up in the U.S. Antoine, I've gotten this job opportunity. Tell me, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think we should do? Okay. So, born in Paris, where, whereabouts in America did you uh, first show up? So, we landed in the Philadelphia area. Okay. So, Philadelphia suburbs, spent eight years there, so, till 2000, and then moved in to Princeton, New Jersey uh, from there, and then my parents still reside there, so. And now, my understanding, I, I, there was... Princeton Township High School was that uh, Princeton Princeton High School yeah Princeton High School and then was it also Princeton University? So it was so I went to Princeton Day School which was a private school in the area and then sure. Princeton University so I it's not a very good school no I, it's I bad. understand that it's <laughs> it's close to home it's was. mostly probably like a like a, like a Diversity thing. They needed a French guy. Yeah, they were like, a French guy. It was close to home, so I was like, might as well. I can walk there. May as well. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, well, I'm curious about this. Then, what did you study while you were at Princeton? I studied sociology. Soci. I, I don't have any comment on that. I, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. have any joke about it. I, I don't, don't have any. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like kind of just happened. It's kind of something that you know. I ended up doing sociology. It seemed like the kind of the best way to best path to okay. to a degree. Because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And yeah, man. But you knew that a degree might be useful at some point. I thought the degree could potentially be useful in the future. Um, and I had an idea that I had a chance to play professional soccer. So Shame that didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it was mostly about being able to get the credit hours in, have the piece of paper at the end of it saying, you know, I graduated from this like third-rate university. Exactly. And uh, then be able to move straight on to soccer. Uh Loved college soccer, hated college soccer. We get a lot of varying opinion about uh, the the United University game here in America. I mean, in the entertainment aspect, I had a really good time. Obviously, okay. you get to play soccer with some of your best friends. I mean, my lifelong friends are part of the we're part of the Princeton University team. A couple of them are uh, my groomsmen in my wedding. So, oh, nice! So it's it's something it's something very special. You get to you get to do with. You know, a group of guys who are going through the same things. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, um, I mean, at the same time, it's a weird development type of situation in terms of as a soccer player, uh, purely just time, uh, the amount of time you get to spend on the field is not anywhere near what you need, especially if you're going to, you know, create good, the best soccer players. Um, I think it's and it's not like it's no fault of anyone's. Those are the rules, and you know you have to put in those rules because 
I mean, they're college they're student athletes, so they can't focus on the athlete athletes part purely. Okay, so moved here when you were two. My guess then would be that you probably have dual citizenship. I do. Okay. Did you give any consideration when uh, your high school days ended, uh, maybe going back to Europe and trying to join into the, one of the later academy systems? Oh, uh, no. I was nowhere near good enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I was, uh, no, coming out of high school, I was, I, I mean, honestly, like uh, Princeton, is, there's only two D1 schools that gave me scholarships, mm -hmm. and it was Princeton and Brown. and Another sort of crap school. Yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the rest were D3s, so I was, I was kind of destined to, so I had no idea that this was even going to be a thing. Uh, and then I ended up at Princeton, and Jimmy Barlow's the coach there, great coach, who really gave me the opportunity to shine and, and really put my name on the map in terms of having an opportunity to get a professional career. Nice. And how was the team then? How was Princeton? Were you guys good? Were you bad? We were we were good. We were good for a couple of years, and we were bad for a couple of years. So <laughs> understand. Uh, yeah. It's uh, we had a really good year, my junior year, where we won everything. Didn't lose a game in the Ivy League, so nice. it was the first time ever that's happened, or something like that. Or I, or I tell myself that. Um, you kind of ruined my joke there that Princeton was Ivy League. I was really hoping there were people that were out there listening like, oh, I guess yeah. Princeton sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that there were people thinking that. <laughs> yeah, no, so extremely, uh, even, and I, I have some friends who went to Ivy League schools on athletic scholarships, and I'll say that even though that they are uh, horrendously dumb, they're not as horrendously dumb as the rest of the athletes I know. So uh, not an easy thing to accomplish, yeah. I would imagine. Uh, good college career. You get drafted in the third round of, of the, the MLS draft. Supplemental draft of the supplemental. So there draft. wasn't even like, there's no gimme there. You yeah, know, you got to earn was, your way at that. You point. had to earn a contract, and uh, yeah, so that was an interesting thing. Show up to preseason in the middle of finals. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> where oh my uh, god. Yeah. So. I imagine that probably hurt the GPA a little bit. That absolutely destroyed the GPA. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I ended up we had a. I had a final at 1 p.m., uh, and w the union had a preseason training that ended around 12 o'clock, and it's about an hour and a half drive. So I drove down, trained, uh, did training, and then got in my car around like 12.30 to go back up. Showed up an hour late to my final. <laughs> didn't finish it. Absolute disaster. Professors love when you show up yeah, late to the finals. The, oh, where, were you, where were you? I was playing professional was, soccer. Playing professional okay, soccer. if I had a nickel for every time <laughs> I heard that one. Um, okay, so you're playing for the union. You... Uh, how, how many years? Because I, I four years, seventy-ish uh, caps for him, something in that neighborhood. Yeah. Sixty-nine caps. So that's a <laughs> thanks, Andy. Hey, thanks, I'm Andy. Trying to contribute. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's uh, a reason I know the number by heart. <laughs> right? Like, uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what our 69th show is going to be yeah. like? Are you I, kidding I, me? I'm, I'm probably going to take that one off. I think I'll oh, be you and come David. On. Um, so four years. Uh, I'm gonna call it 70 games uh, with with the MLS. What's the what's the decision making process when you're deciding? Uh, nobody wants to go down a level. I mean, like, let's let's call a spade a spade. You're, you're you'd rather stay in the MLS, I would imagine. Uh, what's the decision making process like for you when you do go to a USL squad? Did you have some choice about where you would end up going at that point, or uh, was it sort of? Uh, I guess this is where I'll go. Well, there was there's always a little bit of choice. I think the the opportunities that came up were non guaranteed uh, contracts, but preseasons mm -hmm. with a couple MLS teams, which is 
if you've been around long enough, you know those are not great opportunities, I think. Those and are mostly just trying to have bodies to play. A lot of bodies. Are, I mean, sometimes some guys make it through, sure. through that. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's, there is an opportunity there, but it's it's a tough opportunity. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Cincinnati came calling and were very excited about me coming there. So it ended up being the just a relatively easy decision to get some you know, security and, and be able to keep playing and, you know, hopefully have a good year to, to bounce back up. And uh, while you're there, you play with uh, two current Lou City players. Pat and Luke were both there at that point, were they not? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're familiar oh, uh, You're okay. familiar yeah. playing with some of the guys we've got on the club now. Uh, hated those guys, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah Jerks. I'm not, I really hate them. Uh, <laughs> still to this day. Uh, Tries to fight them in the yeah, locker room. <laughs> always. Uh, no, I honestly love those guys. Um, Luke, and, both Luke and Pat, I've kept in touch since I've left Cincinnati. So it's been a... Uh, it was exciting to come back and get an opportunity to play with them, uh, especially, I mean, Luke is is a guy that I know I connect well with on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have very complementary games. Um, I think he's a, he's a guy that when we're both on the field at the same time, I think we make each other better. I think we'll uh, get to talk a little bit about that when we review uh, the Lippa FC game yeah. from this past Saturday, but I'll say that I, I tentatively agree already with that assessment. I think we got to see some of that already to this point yeah. in your very, very brief Lou City career. Um, one thing I'm going to offer you as a piece of welcome advice is that beyond the fact that you played with Luke and Pat, who we adore, I would never mention again that you played for Cincinnati. That's what I is, heard. Yeah. <laughs> who is not the favorite squad no. of the uh, of the Lou City uh, faithful. And that was 2016. Yes. Yep. yep. It's far enough back. <laughs> is, I feel like it's far I enough back. I didn't this isn't, play all that much for them. Too. As long as you didn't bite anybody in the face that year, then yeah, you're fine. yeah, that wasn't me. That was a year after I was gone. As so. long as you didn't bite anybody in the face, that's fine. So I guess that would have been the Acoli year, not the GB. That was the Acoli year, yeah. Right, so uh, pretty tremendous year from him that year. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, after Cincinnati, we get uh, we is that straight to Reno? Straight to Cincinnati? Reno. Yeah. A uh, lot of success with Reno. Yep. 17 goals is off the top of my head. 17 goals, yeah. And 19 assists, I think. Basically averaging, right. uh, basically averaging 8 and 8, 8 and 9 a year over your time with Reno. That's that's solid production from any kind of forward. Yeah. So let's stop talking about your past and let's talk about your present. Cool. What kind of uh, what kind of player should Lou City fans expect to be watching when you're out on the field? Exceptionally violent. Exceptionally violent. <laughs> is, that the way, is that the way we describe it? Or is that a, elbowing people in the throat. Is that, is that, oh, is that what we're bringing up? I, I, was, I, I, I honestly was wondering whether that was going to come up or not. I wasn't going to go there. I, I actually came here. I was like, I, was like, I wonder if they'll mention that. Um, except All right, Oscar's potential. elbowed Andy in the throat three times. Good. So. Uh, deservedly. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. No, it's, that's, that's pretty funny. It's Yeah, I was... That happened, but it's I, obviously I know. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know Oscar. Uh, I talked to him actually right after that game. Just, just make sure you know, like, just normal type thing. Just hey, like, dude. He's like, yeah, like, I get it. And then uh, obviously when I came here, we we kind of joked about it and and stuff. But yeah, exceptionally violent potentially. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promised before we came on the air that I was going to ask the harder soccer questions and Andy was going to lob softballs. It's like the and only one I get. That's that's right. I get my yeah. one. I, like that one. I don't mind that one. I, I get I'd my rather, one. I feel I'd rather like. talk about it and not talk about it. No, that's it's, good. It's, right, it's, right. Uh, it's cool. No, I mean obviously. Uh, I mean, what's a great way to describe it? I mean, I play pretty angry as just kind of. 
back, like kind of like to talk about that a little bit. But it's just a uh, just the way I've always played, just kind of rile myself up, and and it, it I, honestly, I think it's it helps. Obviously, there's a some sort of a control that needs to happen, but it's uh, I mean I'm a player that tries to create space for other people with my with my runs and and try to create chances for other people with yeah. uh, when I get the ball I'm able to you know find people in the box hopefully or um, you know give them chances that that are you know hopefully they can finish okay the thing is though and I'll tease you about it but I kind of I like an aggressive player I like somebody with a little edge yeah like somebody who gets that like aggressive about it you know what I mean who can take themselves to that place because it means they care about the game obviously right? yeah I might care a little too much let's put it that way <laughs> hey, you can't, hey you can't well we don't know much, anything but... about that with having somebody like Niall playing on our team we're not at all used to somebody <laughs> that more than they, uh, they absolutely have to I, see I agree with Andy about that I love a player who demonstrates on the field that not only do they want to win but that they need to win yeah and uh, I, uh, if, in the if that is a 10, then uh, me playing in my indoor league and yelling at people is a 1. Have you ever elbowed somebody you, in your indoor league? Oh, every game. <laughs> <Have you laughs> <been> absolutely <laughs> every game. There's no videos, you know? We don't have VAR, and they've only got two refs on the field. It's super easy. Yeah. You said you've actually been in Louisville for two days, right? Yeah, I got here on Monday. Hey, welcome to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's nice. <laughs> so has it just been mostly settling in? Or, like, is the wife here yet? No, so the fiancé gets in fiance? later uh, the weekend, Her I two. think. Whenever, she'll show up. No. <laughs> I she, promise I didn't say that. <laughs> is she excited about the move? I Honestly, like, yeah, super excited. Um, obviously, I mean, throughout my career, I've, I've always, I've been moving, and obviously after Reno last year, there were, you know, opportunities in a lot of different cities to go to, a lot of different teams to go to, and um, I'd never seen her react as positively to a city than mm-hmm. me being like, we are going to Louisville with, like, you don't have a choice, kind of. Listen, <laughs> 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 work's taking us here, sort of like yeah. you when you were two. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, it was, it, it, which I kind of feel bad about, but it's, uh, she was super excited about it. What and, does she do? Uh, She's a graphic designer, so she works from home, which is well, the easiest, easiest awesome. thing. That's awesome. Super excited, and she knows obviously Luke, uh, Luke's wife now. Um, sure. And uh, Pat's uh, girlfriend knows mm-hmm. she she knows them well, so it's a friends. little bit of familiarity nice. makes it all better. It makes everything better, and plus, do you, do you, do you like, like bourbon? Do I like bourbon? Yeah. I am. I yeah. My drink of choice is usually whiskey ginger, so I'm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a that's a solid drink choice. So we should just stay here tonight and get it. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's a holiday they, tomorrow. They just get I don't have, I have practice. I was tomorrow. gonna say I imagine they've got training first yeah, thing, so I doubt that they get the day off. Uh, when we think about a trade, uh, that it's not particularly common in the league. It's, Very uncommon. It's uh, it's a lot of you're released and we're signing this guy, or uh, you are promoted to some other club, signed you, and so we're going to bring somebody else in. This was very much a case of this guy has a skill set we need, and we love this guy, but he doesn't have a skill set we need. Or right now, it's not a skill set we need as much. When you're traded for, do you look at it as, man, Louisville really wanted me, or damn, why did Tampa want Lucky so much more than me? Like, how did what's the <laughs> how do you view, what kind of viewpoint do you give to that? Honestly, I, I, in a way, you kind of have to look at it both ways. Um, 
kind of use one as, as motivation. Uh, obviously, I mean, my time at Tampa was relatively strange for me at least because in a lot of the years where I didn't play, I was very frustrated and didn't understand. Um, in Tampa, there was there was a conversation with the coaches and stuff where there was an understanding of why I'm not playing, mm. and it had nothing to do with the fact that I was playing well. Like I, my, like I was playing well. It just wasn't what the team needed. Yeah. Which is exact. Sometimes that happens, and as a professional, I think you got to realize, hey, this is happening to me for this reason. Got to keep working hard. Got to keep doing everything, you know, to to get to get where you need to get. Um, but at the same time, you know, there is a personal level where you're like, well, this is kind of shitty, you know, like yeah. why why don't they give me a chance that you know, they know I'm I'm good. Right. Um, so you kind of use that as motivation, and at the same time, you you come here and know that a team wanted you, so you take that confidence that comes with that to, to know you know play your game they want you for what you do do what you do and you'll you'll be successful so I think I, I I won't speak for the whole fan base or whatever but I'll say that the the vibe that I've gotten from talking to the the people the peoples oh my god is uh, that uh, that people generally think that Tampa was looking for somebody who was uh, who needed an extra target hold up striker. And that's not really how we were using Lucky here, even though that's a lot of his skill set. Mm-hmm. And uh, that we were looking for another slashing, attacking, creative player, and that's not really Lucky's strong suit. So it's it's got to be unusual when everybody that I've talked to loved Lucky as a player and as a person, and as you know, everybody just liked him. Yeah. But also, we also sort of understood that he maybe wasn't exactly a perfect fit for this club. Uh, where you might fit in in a better sense. And the question that that's driving to is, have you challenged Brian Ownby to a race yet? Oh, my <laughs> God. It's a classic question. No Who's way, no way. There's no Who's way. Who's faster than Brian Ownby? There's no way I'm faster than Brian Ownby. <laughs> okay. I, I, I couldn't be. I will put that out there Cola. right now. Me? He is, I, I've seen him, and I've seen him play, and I've watched him play, and I'm like, that guy is fast. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and then I watched him at training the last couple of days, and I'm like, that guy is really fast. <laughs> so, and I, you come in with a reputation of being a fast player. I'm definitely fast. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm fast. But I think a lot of my my highest skill set is my my runs, which is just like timing okay. and yeah. making the right run at the right time, which which sometimes makes it seem like oh like wow that guy's real fast. But in, I'm fast, but in reality it's also a lot of timing where where I'm able to I'm going one way while the defender's going the other way, and and I'm creating separation through through that, and I'm. I think I can beat him if, in terms of quickness. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I so if you've like got to do a cone drill a and cone then go. Drill. Yeah, I think that's that's where I, I thrive is is three three to five steps. I, I, I'm able to reach top speed quickly. Okay. But my top speed, there's no, Brian Ombi's top speed is unbelievable. Okay. Is he the only person on the team who you would think would be fastest, faster than you? Like I where gotta, I gotta believe there's no one else. Really? <laughs> All right. See, I, like I love it. I yeah. like that a lot. Uh, there were jokes last year about the fact that there was a big board in the office about uh, people who claimed they were faster than the other guys, and that. that you had to challenge if you wanted to be uh, to move up the board. And uh, shockingly, I don't think ever anybody ever challenged Brian. And no. So. Uh, I want to challenge. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but no, I think that I, I know that I personally, and just in terms of soccer, I'm really excited about the concept of having uh, two guys like that play on the field at, at the same time at some at some points throughout this season, 
just even if you guys accomplish absolutely nothing with it, I think it just opens up so much of the middle of the field for uh, for a striker like Luke or for maybe a 10 like Magnus to be able to have extra space to move with the ball and make decisions. And uh, just having that speed on both sides of the ball, on both sides of the wing, is just a terrifying concept for uh, for a defense. Yeah, and it, it helps everyone, honestly. Like, a guy like Brian, obviously me, like, creates space for other people, and then they're able to get the ball in space, which makes it so much easier for us to make the right runs and mm. to get in behind or, or get the balls in spots that where we can be dangerous. So a lot of it is just if you're doing the right things, it's, I mean, if I'm doing the right things, the idea is, hey, like, I might not be getting that first ball, mm-hmm. but if you know Magnus or Luke or whoever's on the field gets the ball in a good spot, they're able to turn or create a little bit of space for themselves where they're now able to find me in a better spot where now I can be dangerous where I'm like 25 yards away from goal going at people, which, uh, which I mean, it, it's, it's helpful for everybody. And I think that everybody's super excited about that concept. Uh, I'm basically done with just like the straight interview. Are you, yeah. uh, you feeling good and confident? Andy? What's your nickname? Oh, this is actually that's this always is incredibly important. This and is it an is. incredibly important Antoine question. Antoine is a lot of names. That's a and lot. Hopeno is a lot of names. I mean, I've been called so many different things in my career. The it's Great White Hope. The Great White Hope has never happened. Openo? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even see, see what I did it. there. You yeah, see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, the white part gets a little. Yeah, it gets well, a little dusty, right. yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. That's on you. But no, I've been called a lot of things, so it's. I, what's, I your, what's your best friend on earth call you? Twan. 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 I get Twan. But in like Tampa, everyone called me Hops. Okay. In Reno, everyone called me Hop. Uh, in Philly, people call me Twan. So it's it's. So Twan, Hop, or Hops are all sort of interchangeable. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I answer to everything. I get that. Okay. Well, then we'll keep a lookout for some other nickname that we're interested yeah. in. But we're also. I think that those are good places to start. I think that's yeah. like confident. You yeah. can yell out single syllable twan, hop, or hops and feel confident about it. Yeah, right. it's usually single syllables because it's like on the field type stuff. Now, this is this is a tough one because it takes a certain kind of player to get to this point, and uh, it's it's brutally difficult. Even being truly great doesn't guarantee you anything. Have any of the fan bases for which you have performed ever had a pure Antoine Hopeno song? I don't think so. No. It is brutal. We have had some superstars, guys that have led us to two yeah. straight championships that don't have their own yeah, song. It's, yeah. It takes something. There's a little bit of magic there. You it know, is. It just has to happen organically or, but, no, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, no, I don't, th- I don't think I've had the pure song. All right. I'll be curious to see if what, uh, whether or not that, that uh, materializes. Yeah, hopefully I score a bunch of goals. And... That it'll happen a lot faster. <laughs> that'll help. That yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're going to move on to our game review and our game preview in a second, but my purple stuff is completely yeah, empty, and so we're going to go and recharge, and then we'll get right back to this. So uh, you're listening to Scouse's House in the House podcast with Antoine Hopeno. We're back, and uh, I was going to put us straight into a conversation about uh, the Louisville-Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest, but instead, during our drink recharge... <laughs> some, some things have come stuff, to light. Stuff has come up. <laughs> now, you have heard us previously on this show mention uh, Andy and I's love for the game Settlers of Catan, mm-hmm. and most of you immediately and rightly... 
uh, thought dork in your head and moved on to other things. Nerd. It's all right, man. Basically. Haters, haters going to hate, you know? <laughs> but it, we found out that, uh, that Antoine is another Settlers of Catan aficionado. Yeah, pretty much nationally ranked. He's, uh, he's, he's <laughs> according to who? <laughs> according to everyone I've ever played with. So, okay. Well. Antoine, <laughs> he, I'll tell you this, he talks a good game, but it checks out so far. Like, during conversation, yeah. you know how when you are really passionate about something, and you start, and somebody else indicates that they're passionate about it, and so you sort of give them test questions like, are they really... Like, let me see whether or not you're really what, I, what we're talking about. Yeah. Everything he's said so far Here, checks out. Except one thing. I'm okay. going to ask you oh, let's this. Let's go. I'm going to ask. <laughs> let's hear it. I'm going to ask you this. And actually, Evan, this stems from something that you told me once. Okay. What is the most important resource to be on? So we just talked about this. So he we just did. oh shit. So we just talked <laughs> was about this. in the this. bathroom. Yeah, you were. And uh, I mean, some people say wheat. It's a mistake. <laughs> this is how this is how I'm saying it checks out. And, and here's I already, the, here's in the, here's in my next thing is I am way too good of a sellers player to divulge my secrets. <laughs> oh my he was, God. I asked already, you a question, I, I gave him oh an answer, God. and he was like, alright, good to know, and then he clammed I've, up. I've already mentally warfared both of them. <laughs> I, I believe... I've already won. That's I, really what's I believe in my system like I believe in Novocaine. Just give it time, it always works. And so I, I don't mind saying how I'm going to beat you and then just go out and beat you that way. Like, it's completely fine. Uh, but what this really means is that we will, in fact, have to be having a uh, Settlers of Catan event. We will organize it. We'll make sure oh it happens, God. and there will be Settlers of Catan. All we really know for sure is that Andy will come in last. Other than that... Not last. I'll put up a good showing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, Settlers of Catan, all of you who don't know how to play, start practicing. Um People are going to look that game up and think, uh, no. <laughs> what are these guys doing? Hurts. No, we're uh, good. <laughs> so, the, the, let's, let's move on to our game review. Before we showed up tonight, uh, we had Antoine flip a coin before we started recording. And totally. It, and, it, and it was a Tails, yeah. obviously. It was a Frank, actually, I which is never, weird. Even <laughs> <laughs> discontinued. It was, a, it, was, it was a Euro, and uh, it was Tails. If Euros even have Tails, I really don't know how that I don't works. Know. What's the coinage? Fake money, um, <laughs> probably worth more than our money, but still fake. It is. It is. Uh, so it was a tale. So we're going to start with a game review, and that means we're going to be talking about uh, Lipask, Lipa FC, Lipa FC. I don't care. It, we played Indy. Uh, we played Indy on Saturday, and it was the first game of the Antoine Hopeno yeah. era yeah. in uh, Louisville. Now, how long how long had you practiced or played with any of your teammates before you showed up to this game? Zero days. Okay, good to know. Sh- showed up on Friday and played on Saturday. All right, and so Jeez. you uh, <laughs> you have some familiarity, as we've said, playing with Luke previously, and Luke was on the field for most of your shift, and so that's that's something. And you've played f- with Danny Cruz and for Coach Hack before, so you've got a pretty good feel of what he's looking for yeah. and what Danny would also then be looking for out on the field. Uh, how much of it though was just like, hey, get out there and do your thing? Uh, a, a lot of it was uh, just kind of go out there and just, I mean, play soccer. At the end of the day, it's the same field, same ball, you know, it's same same rule set. So a lot of it just get out there and, and just play, and, and you know, your talent and whatever will, will show. So 
Um, obviously, it was interesting to trying to get to learn everyone's name beforehand and then <laughs> get it sure. on the field. Hey, but, number seven, pass me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, this is an unbelievably welcoming group, and they, they did a really good job. And I think I, I played kind of in front of Oscar for most of the game, mm-hmm. and um, he was really helpful in terms of, hey, he's like, just listen to me. Like, I got you. Like, defensive schemes, all that stuff. Like, I'll help you out, put you in the right position, and, and you know, I'll take care of everything behind you so you don't have to worry about that. So that helps a lot to have a guy like that just kind of take control, and you can just kind of – I can just focus on, you know, going forward and, uh, and making the runs that I need to make. Okay. Well, uh, it was – a pretty rough first half, I thought. Andy, did you watch the game? I did. Okay. Andy didn't get to make the trip. I was obviously there. Uh, uh, I thought pretty freaking rough first half. Uh, a, yeah. let's get the let's get the disclaimers out of the way here first. The field is stupid. Like I hate the lines. I hate the bounce off of that turf. I hate how it's kicking up all that artificial crap every time everybody takes a step. I hate everything about it. And I think that it really takes away from the game of soccer when the ball won't stay on the ground. But uh, uh, move past that and just say that I thought Indy outplayed us in the first half pretty pretty su- substantially. And it felt like if uh, it hadn't been for some last-ditch uh, defending, particularly by uh, Taylor and Alexi, uh, that we could have – and then some really nice goalkeeping from uh, Chris. Yeah. It felt like it could have been three – down three going into the second half. It didn't feel comfortable. It felt like the it was the first time this year that we've really played a consistent three at the back. And so playing a back three for the first time, it didn't feel like there was a great deal of good communication. And so we were seeing particular. Uh, it was Taylor in the middle, and so Alexi and Paco occasionally drifted a little further forward than you love to see in a three-man back line. And uh, uh, Pasher and... Uh, Oh, crap. They're fast guy. Uh, I'm sorry? Diacate. Thank you. He, he would know. Um, the, it seemed like they were taking a lot of advantage of some of the space between the center backs and uh, were making really dangerous runs that they were connecting on. Uh, didn't look sharp in the first half. Andy, did you have any? No, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, you know, We're used to seeing this take a little while to set up. To kind of, We talk a lot like, Takes a minute to test the waters a little bit, you know. This, the first half, it felt like that's all we were doing was testing okay. the waters. I get that a little bit. It felt like there were a lot of long balls being played and maybe not a lot of intent. We had Brian Obi playing in the middle, playing as the striker for really the first time this season, and that was it was a different look for the club. Uh, but with three at the back, it meant that George Davis, the fourth in particular, was playing a more uh, reserved wingback role than he we were used to seeing him just yeah. play straight up out on the wing. And having to play as a wing back was a little different. He had a rough game. I thought it was not shocking to see him come off at halftime. I mean, we love George, but I mean, it was oh, yeah. just a, it was a night where it didn't seem like he was in great communication with where. He needed to be versus where Alexi needed to be. They were playing on the same side of the field. Not his best. Not his best effort in that game. Uh, he comes off at halftime, and I thought that the second half was a completely different animal. All the yeah, time. it was crazy. It was basically the straight reverse of the first half, uh, where we were creating a lot of pockets of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were looking dangerous down the wings. We were looking yep. dangerous in the middle of the field. 
especially, and I need him to do earmuffs or something like that, but uh, especially after Antoine came on, it felt like that uh, Magnus had a lot of room to maneuver in the middle yep. of the field and uh, was really creative and dangerous. Uh, we get the goal back, which was whew, a nice yeah, feeling and was... also about as nice of a goal as you're going to see from a set piece. Yeah, there was a lot of like... I was sitting with David. Okay. And when Paolo took, like, when Paolo got it, we were like, where, where is that been? You thought, <laughs> what just happened? Well, it's, we, <laughs> we talked about this last week, and it's even more so now. We've had a lot of different set-piece heroes show up mm-hmm. over the course of this season. Magnus has banged one home. Sonny's banged one yeah. home. We've seen Paolo now bang one home. Uh, Oscar's taken a few of them. And yeah. that, it feels like right now there's not. Last year it was different. Every time there was a set piece within 28 yards, you knew it was going to be Cameron Lancaster, yeah. and it was a question of about 50-50. Yeah, he might, he'll probably make it, Yeah, uh, which was, it's not supposed to feel that way. Uh, and then this year, honestly, I felt in the last six, seven games that our set piece taking has been amazing, but it hasn't been one consistent player. No, and... Nile, no. Nile crushed one Nile against Charleston. Beautiful. And I think a lot of people thought that Oscar was going to step up be, be the guy, guy be that guy who took set pieces and it's not been like that it's been a lot it's basically been like I don't know what's it like on the field Antoine when people are trying to choose hey I'm going to take this I, I, I like where I'm at right here how much of that is coach driven like hey if we're in this side of the 18 you're going to this guy's taking it or how much of it is guy rolls up and goes I got a really good feeling right now everybody step off uh, for like free kicks, it really depends on the team. Some coaches love to have all the say in terms of who they want taking it, and then other coaches um, like to have the players choose and kind of decide on their own who's going to take it. Uh, I, I wasn't on the field for this one, so I have no idea. Um, but obviously, great decision. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> made that so, decision, whoever decided job, it should buddy. be Paolo was, I mean, was smart on this one. I can see Paolo being the guy who's like, no, I can't. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I well, gonna, I think right. there's hopefully there's a little bit of extra license when the captain's on the field and the captain says I want to take mm-hmm. it because if there's not some extra something from being having the armband, then why have armbands? Yeah. To me is the is the thing. But uh, I also like that that's not it. Throughout his time, we've had three years of Paolo being our captain, and it's not like you expect him to go up and push somebody off the ball. No. Uh, so uh, he had to have felt really confident about where he was at on the field. Uh, get the goal back. You get the one-one draw. You're, you're tied at that point, one-one. And man, from about the 65th to about the 85th, it really felt like we yeah. were just about there. Uh, one in particular stands out. Antoine, you get you get you shake loose a little bit on the left, and you try the outside the boot. Uh, what did you see? What did you think when that play's coming along? Yeah, I mean, I was just making a run, and honestly, I had no idea whether or not Magnus was going to play me the ball, and he played an unbelievable, like, right to my feet. Um, and I took a, I mean, I took a great touch, and mm. I saw the keeper come out, and he, he kind of got low, and he was coming out, kind of leaning towards the right, so I tried to kind of clip it with the outside of my foot kind of over his uh, left shoulder, and it, it kind of got away from me, uh, unfortunately. Well, there's no reason for anyone to know this, but I actually caught that ball. I was standing back behind on the other side of that pa- uh, that post, so it takes its bounce, and it bounced straight up into my arms. No one cares. And, uh, <laughs> I got to feel a little important. I just talked about how this guy took it. the actual yeah, 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 fucking yeah, yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and uh, I... 
off the foot, I thought it was in. I thought it was the exact right touch, and then it just kept sort of floating. It was a yeah, it just bummer. floated on me a little bit, which uh, should unfortunately <laughs> sure. It would have been a really nice way introduction. To start. Yeah, I've been on the field four yeah. minutes and never played with these guys before, but here you go. Have a goal, a game-winning goal against the first-place team on the road. Yeah. That would have been that would have been something special. I it, will say, I will say this. I will break in for a second. I'm going to say this because we watched the game at Isaac's house, right? And so there was a good group of people who know a lot more about soccer than I do, right? And it was, you know, when you were announced, it was like, who, 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 what? <laughs> and so you come on, like, you know, you're subbed in, and it was like, okay, so let's see. And after that, like, no, you didn't get the goal, but watching the lead up to it, watching how you played going up to it, everybody in the room was like, all right. I get it. All right. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just know that, bud. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I'm just kind of following the trade on Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, people voice their opinions on Twitter, and I get tagged in some stuff, and it's... I mean, you know, you, you see it, and it's like a lot of like a lot of it was like, why are we doing this? And I was like, well, okay, like, we'll see. And then after the game, it seemed like there was more of like, yeah. a positive, like, okay, like... Let's see how this plays out. Like, but there's clearly an idea behind why this happened. So, hopefully, I can. Well, I'll tell you this: that. I know all of the people who made all of those comments, and they're all terrible judges. Of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, no, I, I actually kind of like that there were people, and it felt to me like it was a when the trade was announced, it felt like there was a sort of an even sentiment amongst the fan base of. I think a lot of it was that people really liked Lucky. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to get away from that. It's yeah. not anything to do with you at all. It's just, hey, we like that guy. Yeah. And a lot of that was that we liked that person. It wasn't even so much of uh, necessarily the player aspect. Right. Right. He's yeah. A super friendly guy. Just a nice dude. Uh, not that he was a bad player, um, but I remember thinking. This seems like a move that would make sense to me. And then looking over sort of your history and uh, having played for Hack before, and it was like, well, you understand why Hack would want this guy back. And then uh, the first game really coming out and making an impact on the game, having an impact in just, you know, 10, 15 minutes on the field. I guess it was about 15, 20 minutes on the field. Yeah, 15, 20. Uh, it, it sort of solidified in everybody's minds, like you're saying. That, Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously game. I haven't done anything yet. And you know, there was obviously a hope for me with that chance and laying it off to Luke as well uh, that, you know, something – I could show something for, you know, the trade yeah. and, like, and like really, like, jumpstart the whole process. But, I mean, that's how soccer goes. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. But with uh, I mean, with more games coming up, hopefully I can, I can start showing uh, why, does, why I was brought. Does knowing that those questions were out there – does that spur you on in a lot of ways? Like, do you look at stuff like that and like, you know what? They don't have any assholes. fucking clue how good. Right, I like am. I'm going to show these people. Like, is that? Do you? I mean, but it's it's not as aggressive as that. I mean, I'm a very aggressive person. <laughs> which is like me just saying, at settlers of Qatar. <laughs> me saying that I'm very aggressive about most mostly everything I do. But like a lot of it is like these these people are the fans, right? They they care about the team so much, and they and they've they've invested their time and, and money and and you know everything. Uh, with the team and, and they care so much about like this trade and like things like that right and I feel like that's so important those are the types of fans that I want to you know I want yeah. them to I want them to like me as a, as a player sure. you know but it's not in an aggressive way like like me <laughs> <laughs> it's more like hey like 
I promise I'm pretty good. Just give me a chance. Like, just give me a chance. Right. Like, give me the be- give me the benefit of that for a little bit, and then if like if I don't prove it to you, then like I get it. But like, give me a little bit of the benefit of that benefit of the doubt. You know, support me starting off at least, and give me that chance. And you know, I I think if if you if all the fans and team the, my my teammates do that, I think there will be uh, I'll be I'll be successful, and the team will be successful. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. What's it feel like on the field? when you sort of see that momentum changing. So we had the really rough first half, and the second half things were getting better, and then uh, you and Luke both come onto the field and things really start to sort of change their uh, the, the dynamic of the game for a little bit. When you're trying really hard for that second goal and you really feel like, man, we're knocking on the door, we've had chance after chance, uh, forget about the idea that we didn't get it. Like, What's it feel like when you are right there and you're going, man, we deserve a goal. We're playing well enough to score a goal right now. Honestly, like, I mean, during the game, you're just pushing, and you know the next chance is coming, and you're and you're focused on that next chance, whether it drops to you or, or if you can create the next chance for the next guy. Um, so on the field, you're, you're focused on that. Honestly, after the game, people, it was, people were pretty upset about the result because we thought that the way we played and the way that – you know the guys went out there, and I mean, obviously the, the guys who played ninety minutes were were knackered. They were they were Had dead. That was that was a back and forth game, and mm-hmm. you know our midfielders were running back and forth the entire time. So it's frustrating to be that tired and 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 think you've outplayed a team, or at least in the second half had a chance to in the last thirty minutes really get those three points, and and not having gotten that, I feel like it's you get back in the locker room and you're a little you're upset and you're you're frustrated with the way it ended. Okay. Well, like I say, I felt like first half, not great. Second half, really good. It sort of echoed, and I don't know how this happened, but it comes up now, is uh, it kind of echoed the Tampa game from earlier this year where in the first oh, yeah. half it felt like we were being pretty well outplayed, and then in the second half it really felt like we, uh, we had the better run of play and just didn't quite get there. Uh, got the draw and couldn't quite pull out the win, but it felt like we maybe deserved it. And so rather than asking you about that game, uh, let me ask you, you're coming to us from Tampa, who, uh, while you weren't playing a ton a ton, was a team that is really well situated in the East right now to make a nice run in the playoffs and be a factor when it comes down to the, uh, comes to the, being a factor for the cup. Uh, and you're coming to Louisville, who's won two cups in a row, but maybe this year is, uh, not having the same run of results that we have, uh, in terms of chasing after championships, do you feel like you have maybe downgraded your chances or upgraded your chances, or do you feel like, man, these are both two good teams and they'll both be there at the end? Yeah, I think the USL is a lot of times it, it comes down to just who's playing better on a specific night. Um, I think they're, I mean, Tampa is obviously a great club, great team, well coached, and, and they have a really good chance of, of doing something special this year. Um, you know, very sound defensively. I think they've let up the least goals in, in the league. Um, and But a team like Louisville, you, you, there's no downgrade. You don't downgrade to Louisville. Like, that's not, that's not how it happens. Louisville is a like, perennial contender. So it's, it's, they've won the last two years. Like, I was asked a question like, at one point about what it means to you know, like, giving up, going, like, playing for the best team in the East and what I can bring to, to this team because I, played for, like, I was on the best team in the East. And I was like, 
I'm not bringing anything new to the guys who've won back-to-back championships. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the right attitude. Like, what, like, I'm here to legitimately learn from them. Like, like they, these guys are winners, and they're, and they're amazing soccer players. So, like, there's, there's nothing I can... I'm not bringing anything here other than, you know, like, my soccer skills and my ability to win games. But it's... it's, it's the mentality here is, is, is the right mentality. It's a it's a championship type mentality. So it's that's why I'm here. And honestly, I, there's no downgrade. You don't downgrade to Louisville. Like that's not how it happens. Totally cool with yeah, that answer. One hundred percent. So ends in a one-one draw. I think uh, I bet, and I don't. We don't have anybody here from Indy's locker room, but I bet that Indy felt at the end of the game like I can't believe we didn't win that game. We should have yeah. gotten three in the first half, and it shouldn't have been close. And obviously, we know that Louisville felt like we had a lot of really nice yeah. opportunities there in the second half. So both teams come away thinking we can do better than that. Yeah. Uh, and in its in in its history, its storied history, the mm-hmm. Lipask. And I understand that some games are you know have not been officially recorded. Yeah, sure. You know, um, do we know about who has the most wins? I mean, I know that up to the modern era. Right. It was 172 wins, 83 draws, and 172 wins for both wow. teams. So it was perfectly even Yeah, coming into the modern era. In the modern era, it is now four wins for Louisville City, yeah. two draws, two wins for Louisville, there for Indianapolis, uh, for Indy 11. I just like hearing it. I'm sorry. I don't know if you've ever heard this or not, or if this is brand new to you, but uh, the joke about the rivalry between Indianapolis, Indy 11 and Louisville they didn't. Nobody could come up with a good nickname for the rivalry or for the cup or for the derby because you know it's a hundred miles away. Yeah. Uh, and so while they were trying to come up with the nickname, somebody just said, "We're going to call it the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest." And so that's what they call it now. Everybody that's just awesome. made that a joke. Lipa FC or Lipath yeah, or however you remember. And uh, then the, now the joke is that that's been being played for over two hundred years. That this game's been playing. It's been being played for about five years, but I mean, it's entertaining. Some of the stories that people come up with, especially on are, are great. Bugsy O'Malley scored 18 goals in <laughs> two games. What was the one that you did, the 11-year-old boy who, who I, scored? Yeah. I did one about an 11-year-old kid who got called up on a trial, scored three goals, and then quit to play. He said that soccer was dumb. <laughs> soccer's dumb and decided to become a taxidermist. I like that. Uh, no, so, I mean, it's, there's a bunch of fun stories like that online. 1-1 uh, draw. Uh, Indy drops from first to second. Tampa leapfrogs them in the course of us taking a point off of them at on the road. I don't think you're ever upset with a as a fan. I don't think you're ever upset with a point on the road against the first place team in the league. Uh, I don't think you no, can ever look at that as a problem. Uh, I think that's all I've got to say about Indy that's Eleven. It. You got anything else you need to add, Andy? No. Okay, Antoine, you have anything that you needed to say about that game that we didn't uh, talk about a little bit? Okay, well then we'll move on to the game preview. We're going to be talking about Nashville SC. Uh, I always hate doing the game previews, even more than I hate doing the game reviews. I'm comfortable with the idea of players and coaches thinking that I'm an idiot about what has happened. I really hate it when they think I'm an idiot about what's about to happen. I don't know why that is. I don't know what that says about me or how much time I need to spend with my therapist on it, but uh, we're playing Nashville SC. It'll be a home game at Slugger Field, yeah. 7 p.m. Saturday. If you are not, if you haven't planned on coming out, come on out. Come on out! Yeah. Uh, th- this is the problem is that the 150 people listening to this have <laughs> never missed a game yeah. ever. 
Um, but those hundred fifty people, <laughs> damn right, bring other people. Sure. That's what. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 personally going to go out on a limb and say ninety one. But we get ninety one hundred for this game. Um, but beyond that, uh, I'll say Nashville. I'm sorry. Well, Nashville travels like what's the Nashville like? travels shit. It's embarrassing really? and annoying. Now yeah. this one, <laughs> I, I'm, this one I can actually get myself into a little bit of trouble for. This is the first time I'm putting myself out there at all as fired. a uh, fired. You just fired after this. Yeah, Brad's so you're listen, fired. One fired. of my one of my roles is as the community relations uh, executive, and I deal with the opposing fan bases. Uh, I talk to the front office. I help them set up with a thing to buy their tickets in the away section for our games. And I'm the liaison for if the USL league rules dictate that if you're going to send more than 50 fans to sit in the away section, that you have to have a liaison from both clubs to be able to talk about if there are any problems. Okay. Uh, at Indy, obviously we had way more than 50 fans. And so I was out there on the field to, you know, be the liaison for the club. Nashville's not going to have 50 fans. Like, it's not a thing that's going to happen. Like, they, I think that they were under they were under 20 through the link that we gave them, and then maybe a couple of group ticket sales of 10. It's going to be it's, – it's embarrassing. Nashville's going to the MLS. I'm annoyed that they, they are an hour and a half away from here, two hours away from here. I'm annoyed that they can't be bothered to send a better crowd to this. Your supporters group is called the Roadies. If you were going to call yourself the roadies, then get on the road. Yeah. Shots fired. Honestly. Like the the the, Shots the, fired. the issue to me, the issue to me is they're going to MLS. I understand that. They're already ready. They're preparing for that. I'm sure that's what the front office is worried about. I'm sure that's what the fans are worried about. But you're in the USL this year, and if you didn't learn anything from Cincinnati, getting their ass kicked in the playoffs last year in the USL <laughs> and that you want to end on a high note, yeah. I don't know what else you can learn. Get your act together is my thing. Yeah. Soapbox exited. But as like a, as like supporting group, do you like when the other we want a bunch. absolutely you we want, want a bunch yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing for us, it's fun because like when St. Louis shows up, St. Louis shows up really? and they're great oh fun. man, no and it's way. so much yeah. fun. And it's like they the rivalry is awesome, but the, yeah, they'll they'll hang out with you. They'll be there. Like they show up awesome. to the tailgate. They hang out. They drink with you. They yeah. march in at the same time, but they intentionally they give you the business, but yeah. they also are respectful about it, and they expect us to do the same when we show up in St. Louis. But the overriding to you know to me the overriding theme is that it's a gr- it's another group of people who. They- Loves the USL yeah. and loves soccer. Cares you know what about I mean? what we care about. Yeah. yeah, we all want to see the USL keep growing. We yeah. all want to see it keep being awesome, right? And gaining more and more notoriety. And like, and the way to do that is by developing great rivalries. And a big part of the rivalry is the inner stadium experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but so no, Nashville won't travel particularly well. I mean, you'll see them. Like we blocked off a section for them. There'll be people. But you're not going to hear them. Like, yeah. If you hear them, I'll be shocked. Uh, that means the Coopers and Scouts' house have not done their job this week, if you can hear them. Um, all right, so Nashville coming to town. They are currently one spot ahead of us in the standings, I think sitting in sixth right now. They have been average in a way that is 
like painful to watch. Yeah. Uh, it's not an exciting brand of soccer that they generally bring to the field for a fan experience. Uh, and, uh, but they have a lot of players that we are familiar with. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for player profiles, we'll one say. Our, well, uh, before we get to that one, <laughs> I'll say uh, that our all-time favorite USL keeper, Matt Pickens, Matt Easy Pickens, <laughs> will be on the uh, will be on the squad. But he hasn't been a guaranteed starter. Connor, really? Connor Sparrow has been starting almost as many games as Matt Pickens has lately. I'll be interested to see who gets the start. Uh, Matt Pickens is a delight for opposing fans because he interacts and interacts politely, but also it. fun. He gets it. Uh, for supporters groups behind goals, it's all about the keeper. Like, what kind of response do you get? Will they react at all? Will they give you any notice? And uh, Matt Pickens is uh, magnanimous, which is yeah. nice. So he's a, a, a fan favorite of the opposing mm-hmm. goalkeepers. And I hope he starts. But Connor Sparrow has been getting... A lot of playing time for Nashville lately, so it could very well be Connor Sparrow instead. Uh, some names we'll recognize, Lebo Meloto, uh, yeah. Ropapa Mensa, uh, Carlton Belmar. Uh, I personally, Kosuke Kimura, is a, he's a player coach for that team, but he's also, he's killed us in the past. Like, he's yeah. just been, he's been really tough on Lou City in the past in games, and so he's... Uh, he's somebody I always keep an eye on just because we've had difficulty with him. Uh, he reminds me a lot of a Pat McMahon type in terms of being completely solid, and you don't expect him to be a game changer. You just expect him to be solid in their position. And uh, in our past, I feel like he's gotten a goal against us, which is not really his game, and he has shut down some really nice wing play from us yeah. in the past. So uh, there are some interesting names that jump out at you. The most famous of those names becomes Daniel Rios. Daniel Rios has already got 10 goals on the season. He's been extremely dangerous. Uh, sometimes they play two at the top, but mostly they've been alternating between uh, Cameron Lancaster. Who? Who you might have heard of, and Daniel Rios. Who's that guy? Uh, Cam's, been, Cam's been on a really nice run of form lately, and if he is even remotely healthy, if he's not in a wheelchair, I'll be shocked if he doesn't play in this game just because, A, he's really good, and B, he's playing against his old team, and so I would thoroughly expect him to be on the field for this one. Uh, We know what to expect from Cameron Lancaster, which is that if you give him time and space, he'll score, and if you give him a set piece within 30 yards, 50-50, and uh, beyond that, uh, Daniel Rios is explosive, uh, makes nice runs, is dangerous. Uh, Mostly, it's a good team that I'm shocked don't do more offensive-minded play with the squad they've got. It's a, They sit more than you'd expect. I think they're a 48% possession team, if I'm remembering correctly, which for a team of their caliber seems low. Um, I don't know. I, I uh, For the players they've got, they aren't the team they should be. No. But some of that, though, is USL bias. These are guys that we're used to seeing succeed in the USL, and so... Uh, maybe maybe we're underrating other types of players and uh, other systems, but they, they basically put together a USL All-Star team, uh, and that USL All-Star team has only been mid-table yeah. uh, right there with us. They're three points ahead of us in the standings. That's everything I've got to say about this upcoming game. Do you have anything, Andy, that you're interested in, curious about, want to see? Uh, the Cameron Lancaster stuff is... 
And that's, to me, you know, almost the shame of it, that's going to be the, the thing that people... Because for us, it'll be like, hey, Cam. Yeah, hey, well, it's cool to see you again. Don't yeah. score on him. <laughs> uh, he is sitting on five goals, Rios on ten. Um, Cameron Lancaster is a Lucity legend. He was with the team from the very beginning. He's been with the club every year until how, this year. How many goals did he have this time last year? At this point, we're at 17 games through the season, and at 17 games through the season last year, he hadn't gone on his full run. His full run was interestingly between like games 19 and 26. Mm-hmm. He went on a really dangerous. I think he was sitting on about 10 to 12 goals at this point. Not the scary run he went on in there, because then if you remember right, he sort of finished slow. Yeah, he did. So he had a he had a big run in like the middle the the. 70, 60 to 80 percent mark of the season yeah. last year. Uh, he's a legend for this club. He'll be remembered forever. He set the single season goal scoring record. He was a backup for years behind other keeper, uh, other strikers, while he tried to get healthy and couldn't ever quite manage to get fully, fully healthy. Yeah. When he was on the field, he is was scary. And then is when he, he still was coming off a leg, he, he he had a thing early in the year that limited his minutes and uh, that. That sucked for him, but yeah. uh, it gave Daniel Rios a lot of extra goals. And beyond that, in the last three games they've played, I think he's got two. And in the last six games they've got, they've played, he's got four. I think he's he's playing. He's gotten most of his production in the last couple of games. So he's a scary player. Uh, I, I welcome him back. I look forward to seeing him play. Yeah. I expect him to play exactly like what we know him to play like, and uh, that means. You keep a body on him, and you can shut him out. And if you don't keep a body on him, then he's going to find a way to hurt you, and that's that's the that's the whole of it. Yeah. If if Alexi and Paco don't know that, though, nobody knows that. I was going to say, Paolo I mean, you know that, that nobody knows that. Going into this, they're just and that's, they're going to swarm him, right? And, I mean. and I, I'm intentionally not going to Antoine any of this yet until we get to the very end of all of my thoughts so that he can just be like, you're a fucking idiot. But besides <laughs> all of that, um, I, I'll say that I think – I wonder how much of an advantage that is or a disadvantage that is. Is that an advantage for the offense or for the defense? That the team you're going against knows you. They know what you want to do. They know what you're good at. They know what you're bad at. They know where you, they want to force you. I guess it just becomes a question of, am I better than you? Is the has got to be the end of it. Is Can Alexi force you to your left instead of to your right? Can uh, you make a guy... Uh, make two moves and get rid of the ball instead of letting him turn and shoot. That's kind of that. I think that'll be the fun thing about it, though, because what you do or don't know, or what you think or don't think the other person's going to do, all that kind of cancels out, right? And so what you're left with is just stripped away pure talent, and that's when you start seeing amazing stuff, right? I hope we see amazingly cohesive and cognizant defense. That's what I'm that saying. Like, that's yeah. when you start seeing like those. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good team. I think Nashville is one of those teams that will be there at the end of the year. Uh, I think that it's – there are – to me, there are eight teams in the USL Eastern Conference that, like, matter. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is sort of like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, there are going to be two other teams in the playoffs, and we'll right. see which ones they are. Uh, but and Nashville's one of them, and so if you're one of those eight teams, you're battling for position, you're battling for uh, who's going to have home field advantage, who's going to get a bye week, all of that stuff with the new playoff format. Uh, Nashville's going to be one of the teams that matters for this, and so this would be a nice this would be a nice statement. 
We have only played two home games against teams that are likely to be playoff contenders at this point. So there's ten spots. We've played two home games against likely playoff contenders. This is a home game against a likely playoff contender. I want to see us come out there and really perform. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the formation in the lineup. I'm still really trying really hard to stare at Andy and not even look over at Antoine. Uh, We've got... (laughs) It'll be interesting to see what the lineup shakes out like this week. A, it'll be curious to see if we play three at the back again after we did it for the first time all year. B, it'll be interesting to see uh, if... Right now, like right now, right now, Speedy and Sean are kicking off in their Gold Cup match against yep. the United States. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see whether or not those guys uh, are A, home, <laughs> and B, whether or not they're ready to play. They're really playing right now. Uh, they're playing the United States in Jamaica. It's uh, happening like right now or in the next 20 minutes. I don't know what time so it is exactly. Conflict, so conflicting. Shortly, it'll be happening. And... Uh, so we could very well have those two guys home. I don't. I doubt you see either of them in a starting lineup, but they both should be available. Uh, but Sean Francis was a perennial starter at the beginning of the year, and Speedy has historically been a starter for us. So that's two spots that you don't know what's going on. So I'd be curious to see about Napo. Uh, and then the other elephant in the actually in the room is yeah. whether or not Antoine would get a start this week. My guess, without looking in his direction at all, is that uh, probably another week of coming off the bench for Antoine is my suspicion. Uh, while he settles into the system, and you can use him as a sort of a change of pace, actual pace guy off the bench. Um, but I don't know that for a fact. He could very well be the starting 9-10 wing. I really don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> The, the, the key is that we don't really know what kind of lineup we're going to show. I hope that we take it directly at Nashville. I think this is a team where you score early against yeah. them, and uh, that can really put them on the back foot, make them spread themselves wider than they want. Uh, I, I hope we see Tucker Hume in this game for Nashville, the human giant, uh, because to me that means that they've given up. If they play Tucker Hume, that means that they're just going to launch long balls into the box and hope they can figure something out, and I trust our back line to take care of that. And so um, my hope is we score early and that uh, you force Nashville out of the shape that they're most comfortable in. And then, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Okay. Andy? I agree. All right, we're going to <laughs> we're gonna get Antoine's full feeling on the game here in yes. just a second. But before we do, before he taints what you were already thinking, uh, what do you got for a scoreline for us, Andy? Mm. I'm going two nothing. Two nil. The good guys. Good guys. All right. Yeah. I because love that because I agree. This is a team that uh, I think you get out and and you you get a goal in like the first ten minutes. Okay. And it just so demoralizes fast. fast. All like right. fast, fast. Get a goal. Like U.S. Women's World Cup fast. Exactly. All right. Um, and just put them in their minds on the defense, whether or not they're just for the sure. rest of the game, right? Like okay. push them back, get them off balance. Because, you know, goals are it's demoralizing a little bit, it right? It can be. So you got 2-0. Yeah. Give me one of your goal scorers. No pressure at all. <laughs> No pressure at all. I'm going to say this. (laughs) 
and not because he's here. Okay. This is a genuine thing. This I love is like it. a genuine Antoine. It's a genuine thing. Don't disappoint me. It's a genuine thing. I really do think we get something from our boy Antoine, and here's why. Okay. Lay hey. What we have seen of him so far, the glimpse that we have seen of him so far, if you trust your gut, your gut's telling you he's an aggressive player. We know that just from his past, right? Mm. Aggressive player. Wants it. Wants to make moves. Wants to open up space. Wants to make something happen. However he can. I think he shows us. All right. I love it. I love that. There it is. I don't, as we have established, I no longer make predictions as a club employee. No, yeah. No, no, but no, no, no. I will say that uh, I would not be at all surprised with a 2-1 scoreline in this game, regardless of who were to have the 2 and who were to have the 1. I would not be at all surprised by that. I think that if we play really, uh, if we play our game, uh, that I think that ultimately this may be a sum of the parts kind of a deal, where I yeah. think we may be a better team, and they... Uh, uh, they may ultimately have the more expensive and more uh, historically known to be talent, but that we may be the uh, better better overall squad. So I'm right. going to go. I'm going to say that this game may end up two one either way. All right, now let's actually bring in somebody who knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, Antoine, we're not asking you to bring out any kinds of game plans or what Danny or Hacker talking about or any of that. We're just. Uh, uh, what's your immediate sense about Nashville in the game? What do you expect to see in this game? Yeah, I mean, they're obviously a good team. You've touched on a lot of uh, what they'll do. And, um, you know, they, they have very talented players. That's that's a fact. And, and it's always tough to get a lot of very talented players to to be a very talented team. I think that, that takes a lot of time usually. And it doesn't matter who you are and, and, and what system you play. It takes a lot of time to, to get that together. And... and I mean, they're doing well, but obviously they have very talented teams. So it's always a it's always a scary game, and it's always a game where you go in knowing that you're playing against a very good team. And if we don't come out and play the way that you need to play, it's not going to be an easy game. So it's uh, it's it's always a good uh, it's always a good test. Okay. Uh, what does <laughs> I don't know if I can ask you at all about your day and a half, three days in the locker room at this point, but I mean, has there been conversation or awareness of the concept of Cameron Lancaster coming back to play? Generally speaking, we try to only reference the former Lou City players. Yeah. Cameron Lancaster is a little bit of a different animal as he's basically one of the all-time greats oh, yeah. at Lou City. Yeah. Uh, has there been much conversation about this guy? Um, Beyond the fact that he's really good, don't let him score? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean that's that's what I've gathered. I haven't had that many conversations about it, so I, I don't really know. But, sure. Um, obviously, everyone knows how good of a player he is and uh, how prolific of a scorer he is. So it's uh, it's definitely in the back of everyone's mind that hey, like let's maybe not try to let this guy score. <laughs> is there anybody on the team that at any of your stops from Philly, Reno, Harrisburg, Cincy, Tampa? Is there anybody from any of your stops where you either played with somebody or played against somebody on this uh, Nashville squad that you're like, hey, everybody, keep an eye on this guy. He's special. Yeah, I mean, I've played against – so I played with uh, Matt LaGrossa. Okay. Who's played center mid for them most yeah. of the year, started. Really good player. I played with him in Reno. Um, and, you know, he's a very good player. Very He does everything, all the right things, and he works super hard. So he's a – I think he's a very important piece to their team. I think he's the type of guy you want on a very talented team because he does all the hard work that you know brings all that talent together. Um, 
And then I've played against a bunch of guys like Belmar, um, great player, but he was in Kansas City, and uh, I mean, I always rated him as a great always a dangerous guy to go against. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's, that's about it. Okay. Uh, we've got people <laughs> trying very hard to join us in our perch up here now. It's um, like Woody's Roadhouse. Right? <laughs> it is. It's getting exciting <laughs> out here. Uh, I will uh, I'll say that uh, while not asking you about lineups or who will start or whatever, uh, do you feel like there's a cohesive and really good game plan to attack these guys? Or is it is it more about stopping them from doing what they want to do? Or is it more has practice been more about we're going to do what we want to do? It's always a combination of both, honestly. Um, you know, focus on yourself. Make sure that if you do the if you do your own things correctly, then you're putting them on their back foot, and they have to react to you. Um, but at the same time, you have to understand what they're good at and what they want you to do, and what they don't want you to do, so you can attack them in their weak spots. So nope. it's, a, it's a little combination of both. Okay. Uh, we're not going to ask him for a score line because that would be. Uh, but we already know that Andy's predicted he'll score, so that's three in the bag for Antoine for this weekend. Um, all right, I think that covers our game review and our game preview. Andy, is there any Scouse's House there news? Is. There is. Scouse's House news. There is. Uh, so one of the big ones. Uh, we talked about it last week, but um, we will be joining the Coopers for the march. Scouse South's flag will fly next to the Cooper's flag. We're going to make it a big deal. Um, I understand that people are going to be at the tailgate, and that's cool. But you can do both. Tailgate for a minute. Come over. And let's march in with the Coopers. Show some solidarity, man. All right. So I love this. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of the idea of uh, the Coopers and Scouse South are different things, and they should be different things. But being willing to come together for certain concepts like marching into the stadium as supporters yeah. is the sort of thing that you guys should be able to do together. I'm excited to see how it looks. We're all there for the same reason. We're Agreed. cheerleaders for our team. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, what time can people expect to start that march, Andy? Oh, I don't know. I See, I'll help then. They can expect <laughs> to start that march. I'm the least organized person about on the at, at about 6.30 p.m. Yeah. So if you're interested in joining the march... Uh, get over to the east tailgate lot. I'm sorry, the west tailgate lot at about 6.30. It'll be hard to miss. It's a big, big group. And yeah. I'm hoping that it'll be a big, big march. Because yeah. it's shockingly the thing we do worst as a fan base. We're really good in-game. On both sides of the pitch, really good fans in-game. And we are really good in community activations yeah. and charitable outreach. For whatever reason, our marches have never been that strong. And I feel like this is the time to We're start, start turning those road, marches man. into this really good. So let's get it going. Because you're tailgating too hard, probably. They do tailgate we real do hard. Tailgate real hard. The city um, of Louisville is famous for tailgating really hard and then like coming in in the 10th minute of games. Yeah. Of football games, you know, soccer games, baseball the games. Board. They got <laughs> shit We'll get do. there. We're doing we're, – we'll yeah. get there. Um, the other – Kenny, just let me know. We're having Saints Pizza at the tailgate. Saints Pizza will be very well it's appreciated. It's delicious. If you ever had Saint, Saints Pizza, it's, Bruce Jarrett, you're the oh, man. Oh, man. He's awesome. All right. Um, oh, and this is just the shameless plug. Join Scouse's house. Join Come a member. Look, you've got 25 bucks. I promise you. <laughs> all right. You've got 25 bucks. You get the hat, you get benefits. You get benefits going into the new stadium. Just 
don't be a jerk. Just do it. Well, I am obviously not allowed to suggest that anyone join any fan group, I, and certainly not one over another. No, right. I'll say that the idea of joining an official supporters group, there are benefits that come to it. You're already reaping a lot of the benefits by being in stadiums. And it's uh, some, at some point, it's a little bit selfish to be like, hey, thank you for drumming for me. Thank you for providing me with tasty tailgates and tents and uh, cornhole boards to play on and uh, charitable outreach for our club to be proud of. Yeah. I'm not going to participate, but thank you for all that. Come on, join in. Yeah, Help out. Join. So, all right. Um, in terms of league news, minimal this week. Minimal. Uh, I've got uh, – and team news – there was a trade of some kind that happened Something since like we that. last spoke. No, no. I don't really know the details of it, but there was a trade. Um, beyond that, not a ton of uh, team news. I will say that there is two fun things happening at the stadium for Saturday's game. Okay. Three, actually. Oh. First up, Lunazul Tequila, Woo! which is one of Andy's accounts, so I knew it was safe to comment yeah. on. Uh, Lunazul Tequila is the uh, spon- is the title sponsor of the game this week, yeah. and they are hosting a. If you want to participate in a ceremonial coin toss, go online, <laughs> go on to Facebook, the Lou City West, uh, the Lou City Facebook page, and if you find the the uh, Lunazul link on the Lou City page, and you record a uh, and you record a. Uh, Video of yourself howling like a wolf. Yeah, because it's the the feed the wolf. Lunazul. Yeah, 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 a wolf. Yeah. You could be selected as the person to perform the coin toss at the game with the captains of both teams and the referees. The ceremonial coin toss. They will give you the game banner, which has both teams' wow. names on it. It's a cool fucking thing. That is cool. And I was shocked Lunazul gave that. this away. Uh, so uh, go online, log on, and you could maybe be uh, the official coin tosser for the upcoming game on Saturday. Secondarily, at halftime, Lunazool is doing a uh, penalty kick contest you can yeah. be selected for. Go online and register for that. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, you're kicking against a giant Lunazool tequila bottle. Have you ever faced a Lunazool tequila bottle as a goalkeeper, Antoine? Many times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like 20% of his practice, right? uh, uh, So that's fun, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun at halftime. That'll be up on the video board. You'll be able to watch along with the people selected, or you could be one of the people selected. And finally, if you've got kids, 16 and under, well, 16 to 4, after the game this week, you'll be able to show up, and your kids will be able to take a penalty kick on the field. That'll be awesome. So I remember when I was 8, my dad took me to Riverfront Stadium to watch the Reds play and after the game you were allowed to run the bases and it was literally just sprinting around the bases and there was nobody playing defense you didn't get to hit you didn't it was still the specialist thing I did yeah. I mean it was ridiculous to get that experience to be out on a professional field I'm excited about it I think kids will really love it get them registered online if you don't get them registered online you can get them registered day of but your kids will be able to kick some penalty kicks after the game that's that's exciting you know Nicky's gonna be down I know he will be uh, that's all the team news I've got. That's all the league news we've got. That's all Scouse's of the Scouts' news yeah. we've got. Uh, I've got one important last question for Antoine before we talk very briefly about the Women's World Cup. Antoine, have you any recollection of playing at Slugger Field on the Turf Monster? 
I do. I okay. Mean, I, I've played there a couple times, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it is. Is there any way to prepare yourself mentally for the pitcher's mound and for the cutout and for the change from grass to turf? Uh, it's tough, but it's, it'll be, I mean, it's, it's something you just get used to, honestly. It's not, it's nothing that, it's not unheard of, and it's, you know, I've played on baseball fields. In Reno, we played on a baseball field as well, um, so it's, it's not something I'm not and able to adjust In this to. last game, you played mostly out on the left wing, it felt like. Uh, if they put you out there again, and you're coming towards the Cooper's end, that is basically all turf over there once you get into the offensive end. Uh, you don't hate it. You don't dislike playing on the turf. Uh, you feel confident that you will not be the guy who eats it when somebody eats it because every game someone <laughs> eats it. I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's hope I'm not the guy. Hopefully my, the, the guy I'm going against eats it. That's what we all want to say, yeah. I'm, I, I bet over the course of five years at Slugger Field we've probably gotten – Six goals from oh, somebody sure just randomly. Oh, oh sure, shit, defensive player eating it. We've probably given up two goals from our guys eating it, but yeah. I think it's plus minus in our favor. Uh, Women's World Cup. Uh, you're you have dual citizenship. Were you rooting for America or were you rooting for France? France. You were rooting. Hey, you're born <laughs> there. Not, I, yeah, get I get it. I, I'm not mad at you, and it didn't work out in your favor. So I'm yeah. really not mad at you. Yeah. Um, do you watch much international soccer when it comes to the Gold Cup, the Copa yeah. America, and the Women's World Cup going on? Yeah, I mean, I've been watching, honestly, um, mostly the Women's World Cup. Uh, I mean, I love watching the U.S. Women's National Team. They, they're so much fun to watch. Obviously, France is really good. England was, I, th- I, thought, I, mean, I thought, really good. Um, I mean, there's been so many good games, honestly, that I've been, I've been super impressed with uh, the way it's been going, and super happy how how uh, how many people have been watching, and, and yeah. on Twitter everyone's talking about it, and it's a lot more fun. Like when people that care, way. when everyone cares, and, it's, and that's the thing, everyone cares about it, and it's super interesting to, to watch them. And I mean, hopefully they'll they'll be the Netherlands on uh, Sunday. Sunday yeah. at eleven. Well, and while we never suggest to any of our players that they go out and have to mingle with the public because the public's awful. Like no, I would want to. Terrible. Be, uh, the, you can bet your bottom dollar there'll be a number of us at Saints watching the game on Sunday afternoon, uh, cheering on the United States in their final. Lou City will have representation out there. You can enter to win a. Uh, well, shit! I'm gonna need to get this fixed now. But a team signed scarf, which we will reach out to Antoine today or tomorrow to get him uh, locked in to get this thing signed. Get that signature ready. Uh, A team signed scarf and also uh, four free tickets to another game. If you show up to where we are watching the Women's World Cup, you'll be able to enter to win that. Uh, Get out to wherever your favorite place is, though, to watch. Even if your favorite place to watch is your couch, you know, watch. uh, What we always say is that growing soccer at all is good for Louisville, so for Lou City. So the more people in this city who care about soccer, care about the game, care about going out to watch, whether it's the women playing, whether it's international women, whether or not it's uh, if you're watching the Gold Cup game tonight, Copa America finals, any of the international soccer that's going on right now, we're going to root for uh, the Americans in a couple of games. I want to get home and finish watching that U.S. game. Yeah. So we're going to shut her down right now. Uh, I want to say an enormous thank you to Antoine for agreeing to come on the show in one of his first nights here in Louisville. Antoine, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've got nothing to do, no Wi-Fi, so. Everybody, if you're not following Antoine and his Wi-Fi-less 
uh, existence over at the new apartment. Uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, follow him on Twitter. He's not a bad follow, but also I just want you to all to inundate him with suggestions of where to go and eat here in town. Yeah. He's new. He needs to know what the good spots are, and uh, Andy and I are biased horribly about oh, that. Man. We only we only eat two places. Oh, uh, when's the when's when? December twenty eighth. Nice. And where are we getting married? In like the Philly area. Philly? All right. All right. Well, congratulations to Antoine A yeah, for uh, coming to Louisville. We hope you have an unbelievable season with the, for the rest of the year. Marriage is awesome. Heads up. And congratulations <laughs> on the wedding, which is a horrible idea. Abandon ship immediately. I'm kidding. Um, and that's all I got. Andy, you got anything else no, that you need it, to say man. to the people? Antoine, you got anything you want to say to the people? All right. Well, Andy and I only ever finish our podcast by saying one thing, and that is by a very emphatic, very thorough, Go City!